0: Well, I got a question for you as I start today. Can any of you remember 15 years ago, May 2nd, 2008, where you were? Come on, man. It was a huge, important day. May 2nd, 2008. It was a day that will forever go down as the beginning of a historical, historical feat that has never been done, and I don't know if it ever will be again. On May 2nd, 2008. Anyone? Matt, John, no? Well, now you're all intrigued, aren't you? Yeah? No, the Niners didn't win the Super Bowl. Remember, I said it may never happen again. All right, all right. Next year, next year. It was the release of the movie Iron Man. Now you're all like, get this youth pastor off the stage right now. I don't know what he's doing. Well, the reason why it's so historical is that it was the first movie of the MCU and that's when the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, universe was born and changed cinematic history forever. In fact, for 10 years, from May 2nd to 2008 to April 27th, 2018, they released 20 films all connected to form one big story. It's never been done. In fact, the idea was this. They had Captain America, they had Hulk, they had Iron Man, they had Hawkeye, right? They had all these characters, and they kept making all these movies, 20 movies, and here was the idea, to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more, to see if they could work together when we needed them to fight the battles that we never could. That Nick Fury, he's a genius. Some of you all need to just go watch the movies. So this is, here's the deal, 10 years and 20 movies. We watched, we invested, some of y'all, here, let me help some of the older ones. It's like MASH. You invested all those years, you know? All right. All right. Anyway. So 10 years, 20 movies we watched, we invested, we anxiously waited for the next movie, and we even stayed through all the credits to get to the final thing that was like, oh, it was that, but we stayed. To get to the movie that we would finally see our heroes finally defeat the main bad guy, Thanos, in Avengers Infinity War. Now, there was packed theaters. I remember when that movie came out, there was packed theaters. People were dressed as different characters. The popcorn and soda was flowing. There was ups and downs, lows and highs. Everyone on the edge of their seat to finally watch the enemy get his. And... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, they've been out for a long time. Sorry. Just as we're about to release that adrenaline, as the enemy loses in a snap, literally. The plot twist. What we thought was going to happen didn't. Thanos achieves what he set out to do. The enemy won. Half the population gone. Heroes dead or gone. The theater went from excitement and heads up, ready to shout, victory, yes, they finally did it, to heads down and silence. And in my theater, there was even some tears. It was mine. And pastor, because he was with me on that. Here's the deal. We invested 10 years for some, of, for some of the younger people like my son. Like, I think he was 12 or 11 when this all started. For Pierce. So for some of the younger people, this was half their lives. Think about that. They spent and invested half their lives for 10 years for for this moment to not go the way that we all wanted it. One by one, the shock of the plot twist caught people off guard. The reaction videos were, were made after were filled with sadness and some with anger. Questions left unanswered and thoughts of how do they go forward now in the MCU? How do they... All the heroes are the, the heroes are gone. Half the population. I mean, Thanos won. Like, how do they move forward? Now, Marvel did have a plan to release another movie the next year called Avengers Endgame, where they finally give us the victory that we wanted, and we win the war. But at that moment, we hadn't seen that. And at that moment of the plot twist, we couldn't see the endgame. And it left us shocked and somewhat confused. How many of you were with me? and saw that movie and the end you were like wait what some of you're like I'm not uh, I did but I don't want to say anything right and if you're like me life can be full of plot twists just when we think we have it all figured out something happens that throws us off course we feel confused we feel disappointed and we're unsure of what to do next in fact we may even question whether god is still with us on this new unfamiliar road. Maybe you're here and you thought you'd get that job. Maybe your marriage isn't going how you planned. Maybe you've lost a loved one way too soon. How about the doctors giving you a diagnosis that you weren't expecting? You had to come home from college or you got rejected from the one that you wanted to go to. Life has thrown you and I plot twist after plot twist. And maybe we're trying to figure out what do I do now? Today, I've entitled my message, The Road Forward, When Things Don't Go the Way You Thought. I believe today, as we look into God's words, we can find hope and guidance in the midst of life's unexpected plot twists. See, I told you we were going somewhere with this. So last week was Easter, and so I kind of want to call this message today Easter 2.0. But last week we came off Easter and we know that Jesus rises, right? Amen. We all, Jesus is alive. He, he rose from the dead. Victory is ours. We know that, but they didn't have the new Testament back then. They didn't have what we know. They didn't have the end game movie, right? They didn't have that. So what they had was the plot twist at that moment. We see a story of a couple disciples that I want to read about today who spent all their time with Jesus, miracles, teachings, life. They had thoughts of what they thought Jesus was going to do, what he was going to be. He's going to be the redeemer of Israel. He's the king. He's the Messiah. They called him all these things that he is the Lord. Then the plot twist. Jesus is crucified and he's buried and he's dead. Their road forward is like some of ours. Their road forward was back home, was back to their old lives. What do we do now? We spent all this time invested in this story. And now it's over. Plot twist. How do we go forward? What do we do? Have you had that in your life? How do I go forward, God? What do I do now? I thought this was going to happen. I expected this and it didn't happen. Now what? And if we're not careful, we can, our road forward can be back to our old lives. We can go backwards. I've had too many friends who came out of alcohol addiction and then they came to Jesus and then something tragic happened in their life and they didn't know what to do and the only thing they could remember was, well, I'll just go back to being an alcoholic. And, they, and their whole life fell apart. And we can all relate to something in that area, can't we? Today, I want to I want to connect you in this story. It's called The Road to Emmaus. Maybe you've heard of it. But I just believe as we look at the four truths that I'm going to find in this story, that it'll help us when plot twists come and when things don't end the way we thought, we can find the ability to find the road forward. Because I see today is that we will see that the road forward, is behind us the road forward is behind us now i tell our teenagers on wednesday nights i said if you didn't bring your notepad you can bring your phone you can take pictures of the notes when they're on the screen so then you can take it home later on and you can look at it so feel free to do that it won't bother me and if you want to take a picture i'll just smile at you whatever all right so let's look at luke twenty-four, thirteen through 35 It says this, it says, now that same day, two of them, his disciples, were going to a village, going back home to Emmaus. It's about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. And he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? Like, hello, dude. Really? I think this, we'll get to it, but I just think this whole scenario is hilarious. Just me. And, and Jesus looks at him and goes, well, what things? What, what, what things are you talking about? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people, the chief priests and all the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day. By the way, we hoped. We hoped he was going to do this. Okay, just point that out. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. Women, you amaze us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. And he said to them, finally, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all the things that the prophets have spoken. But did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going to go further. But they urged him strongly, as customs do, to stay with us. For it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he dis- dis- bleh, try that again. and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, "Were not our hearts burning with this while he talked with us on the road, and he opened the scriptures to us?" They got up and they returned behind them to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven, and those with them, Avengers assembled. Come on, you knew I'd find a way to put that in there. They were assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and it has appeared to Simon. Then the two told them what happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them and when he broke the bread. Today I got four truths that I want to share with this story. So if you're here today and you're struggling going forward or maybe one day you're going to hit that place because I guarantee we probably will. And you're trying to, how do I get forward? What now? We just read a story of these disciples who just spent all this time with Jesus and they were going back home because they didn't know what to do. So I believe these four truths today will help you in that. Amen? Say, I'm ready. The first truth that I want to share with you today is the reaction. After movies like Avengers, people have YouTube channels where they have reaction videos. And they will discuss and they will respond and react to what they just witnessed. And they will complain or they'll t- tell you how great it was. But it's a reaction video. I mean, anybody ever seen reaction videos to different things like that? So we get a look into these two and their reaction as they discuss what just happened. What they don't know is that the author and the lead actor of the story is right behind them. In Luke 24, 13 through 24, we, we read that, here's these guys are walking along and they're talking about what just happened. And Jesus is right there with him. And now I always have read this story and I've laughed and I've just thought about how this had went down. These two disciples walking back from their promise, you know, is behind them and they're going back home. And they're like, man, what do you think? Oh man, it wasn't what I thought. And they're just kind of walking around. And I always tried to picture that and all of a sudden Jesus just shows up. How many of you know that Jesus pursues us? when we're disappointed, when we're confused, when we're in a hurt, that Jesus will pursue us? And here comes Jesus. And you know, I always try to think, how would that be? I mean, can you imagine how funny? And then I got online and I saw this meme. Now it's a different universe you're about to see, but I found this meme and I thought, this is exactly what I think of when I see the story. Let's put that up there. Come on, right? I imagine Cleopas and and, and the other disciples standing there and talking and everything like that. And here's Jesus going, so what are you guys talking about? Because he hears them talking about him. Well, didn't go, you know, everything didn't go well and everything like that. And their heads are down. And then I saw this and I started laughing because I'm like, and and Jason Momoa even kind of looks like the Jesus we picture in our head. You know, he's got the hair and he's coming around, you know. The disciples, though, were so depressed and confused that they have Jesus with them, they don't even recognize it. We can also see that he went from, check this out, he went from Master, Messiah, Lord, Son of God, right? That's how they saw him until everything came crashing down in their mind. And notice it says, when they're talking to Jesus, now they downgrade him. Well, he was a good prophet. He was a good teacher that did some things. How do we react when things don't go the way we thought? How do we see Jesus in our disappointment? Do you downgrade him? Do we think he abandoned us? We said he was our healer, but then something happens in our life and we get a tragic diagnosis and now he's, well, maybe he's, a, at least he's a good teacher. Right? He's with us and he never abandons us, but then something happens in our marriage or something happens in our relationship or something happens in our lives. And well, he was Lord, but now he's, he's a good guy. When we're disappointed, did Jesus go from here to here? How do we respond? How do we react when it doesn't go the way we want it to? We too can be so focused on our disappointments and our expectation that we miss the very presence of Jesus in our lives. And in our situation. Listen, they knew about the third day. Jesus is talking to them, and they said, Yes, yeah, some women came and told us, you know, that, you know, that he was going to rise on the third day, and they even went and checked it. And here it is the third day. Why did they wait? They're going home on the third day. They even knew he was supposed to rise on the third day, and they're going home on the third day. We can allow our emotions to so overwhelm us that we can be right at the verge of our promise. Come on. We can be right at the verge of our promise or our miracle and we can be so distraught that we can walk away on the day of our promise. We can even just completely lose sight of everything because of the loss that happened in our life. And that's what happened to them. They could only see their loss. They couldn't see the end game. Our reaction is important because we can be tempted to quit when something happens. How do you respond when things, when plot twists come in your life? How are we reaching out and reacting when plot twists come? Do we run to Jesus or do we run away from Jesus? So that's the first thing that I want you to see is the reaction. The the way we react when things happen is so important because how Jesus is here that no matter what happens is how we'll respond. So if we're not responding the right way and reacting the right way, then we have to check our hearts. Who do we say? Lindy just, you know, said this morning about the Spirit of God and talked about Peter and said, who do you say that I am, Peter? And he's saying that to you today. When life's plot twists come, who do you say he is? Is he still your Lord? Is he still your Savior? Is he still the Messiah? Is he still the King of kings and Lord of lords? Is he the one that you believed in from day one? And even now when a plot twist comes that you can't understand it, is he still Jesus? Is he still Lord of lords? Is he still King of kings? Someone should be doing a dance right now if he is the Lord of lords in your life no matter what's come your way. Amen? And that's the truth. The second thing I want to share with you is the recap. Everybody say recap. The best movies and shows are the ones when the plot twist is given and then they do a recap. Anybody uh, watch uh, Netflix or TV shows, right? And one of the, they do this rewind montage. You know, they give you the plot twist. And then next week you got to find out what's going to happen. And you're like, "Ah!" and then it says previously on, and then they do a rewind and then, and then you're like, oh, it makes more sense now. Duh. Right? Anyone? They go, because you're sitting there all week thinking about it until the previously, and they show you from a few seasons back where this all led up to this, and you're like, I get it. Oh my gosh. I get it. We find that in this message, when you're trying to go forward and you don't know what to do, you gotta not just, how do you react, but you gotta do a recap, and Jesus is good at that it gives us that aha moment and that's what's going on here. Jesus begins to take them through the scripture and remind them that he is in every old Testament book. He reminds them that the book that, that this was leading the moment of death and resurrection of the Messiah. It was foretold and he is who he says he is. In fact, he says, you know what? It's a seven mile road, three, four hours trying to walk back home. I can imagine this. And he, I think it went something like this. He said, in Genesis, I'm the seed of the woman. In Exodus, I'm the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, I'm the high priest. In Numbers, I'm the cloud and the fire. In Deuteronomy, I'm the prophet like Moses. In Joshua, I'm the captain of our salvation. In Judges, the judge and the lawgiver. In Ruth, the kinsman and redeemer. In 1st and 2nd Samuel, the prophet of the Lord. In 1st and 2nd Kings, the reigning king. In 1st and 2nd Chronicles, the glorious temple. In Ezra, the faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, I'm the rebuilder of the walls. Come on. In Esther, he's the person of Mordecai. In Joe, he's the day spring from on high. He said in Psalms, Jesus is the Lord who is our shepherd. He's telling them this as they're walking. And he says in Psalms, the Lord who is our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he's the wisdom of God. In Song of Solomon, the lover and the bridegroom. In Isaiah, the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, Lamentations, the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the son of man. In Daniel, I'm the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven. In Hosea, the bridegroom. In Joel, the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. Amos, the burden bearer and obadiah the mighty savior and jonah the forgiving god and micah the messenger of beautiful feet and i'm sure they're going what 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 and he says and he says uh, in nahum he's the avenger of god's elect come on y'all think i just put things in there just for fun i'm telling you in habakkuk he's the great evangelist crying for revival In Zephaniah, he's the restorer of the remnant. In Haggai, he's the cleansing fountain. In Zechariah, he's the pure son. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness. And if that don't help you, I just shared with you a few days ago that the son of man would need to be crucified, he would be buried, and on the third day, he would rose again. How about that, guys? Now, the Bible says that they talked to each other and looked at each other weren't our hearts burning when he took us through the scriptures? I imagine it like this. This is my illustration that I think of in my head. I imagine it like this. How many of you have ever been sitting there and you're listening to music and like the soundtrack of a movie comes on? And you start hearing it and all of a sudden your soul starts stirring. Your heart starts pounding because you're like, do, 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 do you know, and hear this epic and you're listening. And as long as it's not let it go from frozen, but other than that, you know, you're, you're hearing, <laughs> you're hearing this song. It's no words. It's just, you hear this and you're like, Oh my gosh. And as the song continues, you're like, I know this movie. I know this movie. I know it. And, and you're, and you're like, ah, and you're on the verge of saying, I know this movie. I can't quite put my finger on it, but, but I know it. I, I've heard this before. I believe that's what's going on here. Cause Jesus is telling him you're all down and out, but let me tell you, this was foretold and everything is going to happen. And he read those scriptures and he told about himself and they're hearing this music and they're going, I don't quite understand it yet, but there's something, there's something there. I hear it. It happens to Mary too. If you just go right up at the very beginning, Mary's the same way. She goes to the the stone, you know, to to see the body and she says, where have you laid? Mary was there. She heard the same thing a few days later, earlier I mean. And they said, Where, where have you put my body, the body of my Savior? And the angels go, um, Well, he's not here. Um, don't you remember? He said he was going to you know, be crucified, be buried, and on this day, the third day, he would rise again. He's not here. And the Bible says, They stopped and they remembered. They were reminded, the recap of what happened you ready to dance because is going to get exciting. Let me tell you, when we feel disappointed and confused, we can do the same and do the recap of who Jesus is and to find the answers to our questions, because how many know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did yesterday, he can do today. And when you're confused, when you don't know how to go forward, we need to do a recap, a rewind montage of our own lives. Because he was faithful to you years ago, he can be faithful to you today because that's what he does. You know how I know? Because he is forever true. And when your heart is cold and you don't know what to do, get ready for a heartburn. And I don't mean a bad one. Because you know why? Why? Because in Matthew, he's the Messiah. In Mark, he's the miracle worker. the ser- Ooh, He's the servant. We have the New Testament. He's a servant, the Holy One of God. In Luke, he's the Son of Man, the Horn of Salvation. If you need a reminder today, in John, he's the Son of God. He's the Lamb of God. He's the bread of life. He's the light of the world. He's the way, the truth, the life, the true vine, and in axe. He's the ascended Lord, the judge of the living dead. In Romans, he's the justifier. He's the deliverer. In First and Second Corinthians, he's the last Adam. In Galatians, he's the one who sets us free. I'm not even done. In Ephesians, he's the Christ of the riches. He's the cornerstone. In Philippians, he's the God who meets our every need. He's the name above all names. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead. He's the image of the invisible God. He's the hope of glory. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he's the soon-coming king, and he's the Lord of peace. In 1 and 2 Timothy, he's the mediator between God and man. Thank you, Jesus. And he's the king of ages. In Titus, he's the blessed hope. He's the great God and Savior. In Philemon, he's the friend closer than a brother. And he's the Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews, he's the blood that washes away my sins. The author and the finisher of our faith. In James, he's the great physician. In 1st and 2nd Peter, he's the chief shepherd. He's the living stone. In 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he's the everlasting love, the eternal life, the righteous one. Are you, Is your hearts burning yet? In Jude, he's the God, our Savior. He's the only wise God. And listen, church, in Revelation, he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's the beginning and the end. He is the Lion of Judah. He is the bright, mighty star. He is the one who is coming to gather his people and bring them home. When you live here today, I hope your hearts are burning because that's what Jesus is. And when our hearts are cold and we don't know how to get forward, to get forward, we go behind. It's right behind us. Jesus will never abandon you. He'll never leave you. He pursues you during this time. And when you feel alone, remember, Jesus is saying, so what's happening? What's going on? Why so downcast? Didn't I say that I'm there with you? Didn't I say I'm your healer? Didn't I say I'm your provider? Didn't I just, didn't Pastor Drew just read everything I am in the New Testament and the Old Testament? And then he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whew. Calm myself down. The third truth I want to share is the reveal. This is the part of the movie where what we get, when we get the main reveal, we get the victory, we see the redemption, the full story is finally revealed. The aha actual moment. Our eyes are open to see that the plot twist was just something that happened but led to the end game. Our victory. Jesus breaks the bread and some believe it was at this moment that they were reminded of his body being broken and when he Gave the bread. They saw the nail holes in his wrists. And in that moment. He revealed himself. Jesus. Jesus. You're alive. You're who you say you were. I knew that song. I knew it. I knew when I was listening to the song. I knew the movie. And the movie is you. I knew it. I just couldn't quite figure it out. But then Jesus. We saw You break the bread and we saw the nails and you are who you say you are. Jesus wants to reveal himself to you in your lowest points and in your highest points. When you want to move forward, Jesus is not abandoning you. He's with you. He's telling you who he is. And he reveals himself to you in times of hurt, confusion, anxiety, pain. As we recap who Jesus is and who we are in scripture, Jesus is revealed to us. Our eyes can be opened again to see his will and not ours. That's the problem. We want it our way. This isn't Burger King. We want it our way. And when it doesn't happen, if we're not careful, church, we do what they did. And we walk back. But when we realize who we are in the scripture and who Jesus is in the scripture, then we're able to have our eyes open to his will and not just ours. Our hearts will burn to know him and to trust it is all in his hands. Cause he's got the whole world in his hands. We can begin to see clearly now. Right? The son wants to reveal himself to you. We just have to get out of our own way. We want an awakening, don't we? We don't want to be woke. We want an awakening. We want an awakening in our lives. Well, we need Jesus to reveal himself to who we are. And that means we got to turn to him and remind ourselves who he is and who we are in the scriptures. Imagine you're standing on a hill. This is how I imagine this. Imagine you're standing on a hill. Anybody ever sat and watched a sunrise? Imagine you're sitting on a hill and you're ready to watch this sunrise. But at that moment, it's dark and it's kind of gloomy. But then the sun begins to rise and the sky is transformed into a beautiful array of colors and you can see things you couldn't see before and everything looks different now in the light of the sun. When Jesus is revealed, it seems dark and gloomy, but when he reveals himself to you personally, the things that were dark and gloomy, you begin to see the colors and you see it differently now because now you see it with the eyes of Jesus. And if we're going to go forward in any area of our lives, we've got to see and be the way Jesus sees. Amen? Last thing I want to share. We've got the reaction. How do we respond is so important. To remind ourselves who Jesus and who we are. Allow Jesus to reveal himself to us. And the last is the release. Once I saw the next Avengers movie, the end game. It made all it made all the sense of everything leading up to that. And then the in fact they should have called it Avengers Affinity Battle. Because the end game, we win the war. It all makes sense. And I went and told everyone to go see it. See those difference, right? The first movie I came out and said it was good, but I was it was like, what in the world just happened? See my response? But then when it all came clear to me, I went, oh, you got, you got to go see this movie. Oh, my gosh, everything is redeemed. Everything has changed. Oh, my gosh, you got to go see this. And for those of you who have never seen it, you've got 22 movies to go catch up on. In fact, it's going to be 15 years of those movies uh, next month. And I went and told everyone to see it. See, once we understand the full plan and our eyes are open again, we want to speak about Jesus in every part of our lives, every experience. We want to tell everyone, I don't care what people think. I want them to know. I don't care what they think of me. I want them to know because they're stuck in the infinity war. I want them to be part of the end game. I want them to see the full plan. I don't want people getting stuck and going back to their old sinful ways. I don't want people getting stuck and going back to where they believe the broken uh, words of the world. I want them to see that even when it feels hopeless, that Jesus has not left them and that they can move forward because he's with them. I want you to know that. I don't know where you are in your life today. If you've already moved forward, if you're trying to go forward or you're going back, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to stay stuck. Jesus is with you and he's asking you questions. So what are we going to do today? Are we going to complain or should I just remind you who I am again? He's sneaking up on us. He's sneaky. kind of, Hey, what are you thinking? And I pray that we get to the place where our answer is like Peter. Where else can we go? You have the words that we need. What else can we do? You're Jesus. You're the Messiah. We're not going to downgrade you. You are the king of kings. You are the risen son of God. You are my healer, you are my deliverer, you are my hope, you are my glory, you are everything. When I wake up in the morning, you're there. When I go to bed, you're there. You are with me, you don't abandon me. In every circumstance, you're walking with me, and you talk with me, and you tell me I am your own. So those songs are powerful, aren't they? The fire is burning. We must let everyone know. We recognize his presence. We're reminded of his promises. We see him for who he is. We stop the worry. We get unstuck. We can see the road forward because now it's the great release. Once we get to that place, now we stop and go, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do to go forward? And he says, go. The disciples, as soon as Jesus reveals himself, they go back to where the promise was. They go back to where they should have been in the first place. And they go back to Jerusalem and they begin to tell everyone, listen, you got it. Jesus is alive. He came to us. It's true. It's true. I, I need to tell everyone because Jesus is alive. And then in Matthew, Jesus meets with them. And in Matthew six uh, twenty-eight, you know what he does? He's, he tells everyone and he tells us today, he says, now that you know who I am, and even though you're struggling, now that you know who I am, the world needs to know who I am. Life is too short, church, for us to get stuck. Because I get it. We all and I, we all have different things in our lives. The cool thing is, is we're a family that can love, one, love on each other going through those things that we didn't expect. But there's a world out there who are, going, who are going through a lot of the same things we are, and they don't know Jesus. They have no hope. They're probably going to go back to mess. And be stuck. Forever. Unless they hear. And in Matthew he goes up to them. And he says listen guys. After he redeems Peter. After he redeems Thomas. After he does, he goes back and reminds him who he is. He says now I want you to go into all the world. And I want you to make disciples. I want you to baptize them. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want you to teach them. All the commands that I've given you. And remember. I will be with you. I'm going to send my spirit. Now wait a few days, but the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. It's going to give you power to be able to do everything that I've done and more. In fact, the Bible says, Jesus says you're going to do greater things than I ever did because the spirit of God that raised me from the dead will now be in you and on you. And if you're willing and you trust me, you will go forward in my authority. You know, there was a story that I heard one time that said, you know, a police officer can't stop a car, right, physically. But if a police officer puts up his badge, that car goes, whoop, slows down because of the authority that's been given to him. Not because of the strength of the person, but because of the authority. Jesus says, you have now been given my authority. And now you have the spiritual strength, the power of my spirit in you. And so he releases us. And now we go and we tell everybody, you know what, I was lost, but I was found. I was sick, but I know he's my healer. I may not see it right now, and my plot twist is weird. But I know Jesus is walking with me. And we're going forward. And he put his church with me. And they're going to fight with me. So we have authority to go forward, to be a light, to be a testimony, to share with everyone the goodness of Jesus, his salvation, his power, that he's coming back. And church, we're in the end game now. Come on. So I want you to let this story of the road to Emmaus be a reminder that even when we are disappointed and confused, depressed and anxious, Jesus is with us, revealing himself through his word and through our daily experiences. Let us seek him with open hearts and minds so that our eyes may be opened to recognize his presence and love in our lives. May we learn to trust in Jesus, even when life takes an unexpected plot twist. And may we find hope and guidance in his unchanging love and promises for us. Thank you for listening to today's message.